0: today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the absolute pleasure. I know I say that every single time, but it's really true, guys. If somebody gets on my podcast, I really... Absolutely love these interviews. And this interview was with Craig Hammond from Pajamas. I've actually known about this brand for a while because I have three kids and my kids, like all kids, uh, have moments where they wet the bed. (laughs) And so I have heard about pajamas and uh, what these guys do. And it is so cool, this functional product that they've created. And Craig is just an absolute well when it comes to, and by well, I mean just a a never ending resource. It seems like when it comes to e-commerce and to marketing and to product positioning and to functionally solving a problem, really amazing conversation. Craig and I are going to stay friends after this for sure. And I think you guys are going to love this episode. Enjoy. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. I am here with Craig Hammond. Craig, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, we officially talked for 16 minutes before this episode. I think that may be uh, one of the longest preambles I've had. <laughs> so you guys know this episode <laughs> we, we, we is going to it be down.
1: good.
0: <laughs> yeah, or we can cut it down if we run out of things to talk about oh yeah yeah no no absolutely not no uh one of the things that and people will know after you know like 190 episodes or whatever this one's going to be I have the gift of gab it's just if I could I would just continue to go on and on and on and if it gets cut short it's because I just don't like you and that is very rare (laughs) that's (laughs) like you know like one in 100 (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then your episode episode guys magically won't get published I've actually only had one I've had one person and I was like midway through I'm like sorry man this just isn't working so no way Craig, this is not going to happen with you. I have a podcast as well. I have a podcast
1: as well. And we just, I mean, this isn't an opportunity for me to self-promote. So I well, please not talk much about it, but we've had one, like a couple that were like, oh, like, should we release that? It wasn't very good. So I know the pain, man. It's real. Like sometimes <laughs> the content's just not there, you know?
0: <laughs> no, totally. And you got to serve your audience, right? Everyone listening right now knows that hopefully they're going to get a good interview out of this. So Craig, for people who don't know you or know your your main brand, um, can you tell us? a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, of course. So, my main brand, like you mentioned, is called Pajamas. Pajamas are an eco friendly and kid friendly alternative to disposable diapers. So, it is absorbent materials that are incorporated directly into kids' sleepwear. And the reason I came up with it is my oldest at the time, this was several years ago, was potty trained during the day, but during the night, we'd put him in a diaper. Or sometimes we'd put him in a diaper. And it seemed like every time we did put him in a diaper, he would pee. And the nights that we wouldn't, like we were kind of rolling the dice. So whether he'd wet bed or not and one night finally he had peed he he came into our bed unbeknownst to us middle of the night and I woke up and I was like covered we have a king size bed and it was like the whole thing was wet and that's kind of when it hit me of like what if we give him something that is discreet so he doesn't necessarily you know he was three or so but give him something that he doesn't immediately recognized as a diaper, you know, AKA, oh, I can pee in this. Yeah. But that still provides our bed and his bed and stuff some security. And after kind of playing around with it for a little while, it worked. Like we found a product that really worked for him. And then we started testing with more people and then we launched and like went on Kickstarter, did about a quarter of a million dollars. It's still, I think to date, the highest funded kids apparel product launch in crowdfunding history, went on Shark Tank. I mean, it just kind of like snowballed. Oh, and you, and you were on
0: Shark Tank too.
1: I was on Shark Tank, but apparently I'm not a very good salesman because we didn't get to air. (laughs) Oh, you didn't get to air? Oh, shoot. I I felt like the pitch was awesome. I actually had my second son with me during the pitch and he had the sharks like out of their chairs like is he peeing on set right now because part of our pitch was like hey Truman show the sharks how the pajamas work and they were losing their minds thinking he was pissing on stage anyway it's just it's been a crazy ride and really what it's evolved into over the last few years is my skill set is in taking brands that have a functional point of differentiation that resonate with people on an emotional level to help communicate the value of that product. And so since then, I've now launched a few other brands that are doing well and growing and kind of going crazy, but they're all really around that functionality rather than competing on, you know, what might be categorized as the four traditional marketing P's of positioning and pricing and so forth.
0: Yeah. So what I love about a product like yours, and it's, it's interesting because I've I've known about this product for a while. And I actually said to myself, I didn't even say this to you before, but I said to myself when I saw your product, I'm like, I want to buy that brand. Like, that is like <laughs> such a good brand. And then, so the reason, talk,
1: bro. No, the, yeah the reason.
0: I'm a little, everyone knows I'm a little deep right now in a, a few uh, brands that we're uh, yeah. buying, but yeah. yeah. But the reasoning behind it, why I love it so much is you're literally solving this problem that every single parent will probably face at some point that is very emotional right? Like we've yeah. gone through this with our middle child for ages now. It's been like a year of this back and forth between pull-ups and not. And, and, you know, she's five now, right? And luckily she does not suffer any sort of stigma with any of this. Luckily, if it was my older daughter, oh man, this would be like a personal affront to her that she was doing this. <laughs> yeah. But like my middle daughter does not, she does not care like, at all. I went yeah. to bed, no big deal. Yeah. She's like, who cares? I can't do anything about it. Like, <laughs> but for us as parents, you know, it's such a Difficult situation, right? And so that's why I think that a brand like what you have is so powerful, right? There's all of this emotion tied into it as parents, right? Of like, you know, we feel that failure too, right? Of like, what are we doing wrong? Why, right? You're five; you shouldn't be doing this, right? And so, (laughs) so I love this problem that you're solving, right? Is you know, because especially for us, you know, personally, she doesn't. It's not like she pees every single night, right? Very, it's rare.
1: That was my son's case, right? And that's why I was like pull-ups are so wasteful we feel like they're enabling him but if we don't put them in in it like what's going to happen to the bed or whatever you know and those are typically the perfect use cases perfect fit for pajamas where they're not a heavy wetter but like there's some inconsistent inconsistency and they just maybe need a little bit a little bit of backup is what we like to say and so pajamas are a perfect fit for that
0: so did you go about like developing this patent or did you buy the idea from somebody or how how did that come about I assumed that there had to be something like that, right?
1: Or like pajamas. And there was nothing on the market. That's so surprising. I know, right? Because it's one of those ideas where so many people on our ads, just scroll through our ads and you'll see people be like, why didn't I think of this? Why didn't I think of that? And those are typically the best ideas, right? Because they're the ones that are hiding in plain sight. They really just take somebody thinking maybe creatively or critically about it. And then and then executing on it, right? And I started with like the most outlandish ideas of what we could use as the absorbent component. And ultimately, I mean, we don't hide it at all. We use fabric that's like a blend of bamboo and cotton. And we use that for a few reasons. One, it's very eco-friendly. It's very child-friendly. It's antimicrobial, naturally occurring. Yeah. And it's really absorbent. And so we use that incorporated into our pajamas. And can I, sorry, I'm just going to step...
0: I just want to step in there for one second. Yeah. So that is exactly the same. I mean, not. we probably don't use the exact same blend, but like for our children's line, actually our entire line, it's all bamboo cotton. Because yeah. we just know that like kids can wear that over and over and it doesn't stink, yeah. <laughs> right? That's like right. one of the amazing right. things is like, there's hardly ever any odor because right. something in that bamboo, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's naturally
1: antimicrobial. So it'll help eliminate the microbes in the scents. Obviously when you're dealing with urine, like, <laughs> it, it'll smell like pee unless you wash it right where was i oh so the patents. so you just said kind of finish that off, we actually have already been awarded our design patent in the US. We have uh, nearly global trademarks and we're still awaiting the review of our utility patent because like I said, nothing was really out there. So we have been really fortunate that we could capture so much intellectual property.
0: Wow. That's absolutely unreal.
1: So what what year was this that you guys started? We went to market in 2018. We just had our third anniversary here like wow. a month ago. Amazing.
0: So yeah. let's let's talk about growth and what what that sort of looked like for you guys where have you seen the majority of growth and what would you say is the biggest driver of that growth?
1: Oh, I hate to admit this because <laughs> it's like a love hate relationship. And I would bet it's similar to most of your guests and maybe even your brands is Facebook is so powerful, right? Like yeah. the, the targeting capabilities in Facebook are just so, they're so refined, their pixels so advanced that, you know we've we've essentially seen all of our growth in one channel which is good and bad right we looked at it and we were like wow in the first 12 months we basically had seven figures in sales Starting with a 35000 dollars budget, and we did it by being really lean and mean and scrappy. And over these last three years, we've still seen 95% of our growth and our revenue come from Facebook, which is good and bad. That's why I say it's good and bad, good, and that we still have tons of opportunity to scale further on Facebook yeah. and you know, Instagram and whatnot. But by beginning to diversify into new marketing channels, we feel like we have even more growth and rapid growth opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean it's the one, it's the scary thing, right? Of being super reliant on that platform, right? Because it is so, it's still amazing right? It's, it's still absolutely phenomenal for driving that growth, but it is very scary, right? Especially now, it, like looking at all the changes that are happening, it's like, oh no, is this going to yeah, do what it used to do? Next week, we could see huge changes that
1: immediately impact our business and businesses around the world, right? With, with Apple's new iOS 14 updates. I always refer to it kind of like the standard table stakes of investing strategy, which is diversification, right? Like let's say something happened to Facebook tonight Well, there goes 90% of our sales, because that's where we're advertising. And so we need to, and we're very mindful right now of diversifying some of our ad spend outside of Facebook to try and strengthen not only our revenue, but of course our reach as well.
0: Yeah. And so where are you looking to start to diversify? So last year we started getting
1: into Google, of course. So And that was as simple as you know retargeting display ads and stuff. But we're now getting into like pre and post role on YouTube. And then we are very bullish. I don't know. I have no reason to be yet other than uh, the audience that participates in this network. But I am very bullish in Pinterest. Mm. It's it's hard to nail. That's similar tone and response that I get from other e-com brands and, and owners that nailing Pinterest and doing it at a sustainable row as can take some time, but you know, it's improving for us, but I'd love to see Pinterest do as much revenue wise as Facebook. And I really do believe that it's
0: possible. Well, it's got all the makings of a platform that should do that, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything about it is like, of course it's the visual Google, right? It should, everything about it should convert. Why does it not work? It's crazy. It's
1: crazy. I don't know. You know, we, one thing that's hampered us, I don't mean to, you know, divert the conversation away, but one thing that's hampered us and our real true growth potential over the years is stockouts. Like we'll get inventory Mm. and it'll stock out so fast, but we, our lead time's pretty slow, right? Like we can't make the product super quickly because any factory we use, unless they're, we typically try to use the same factory, but it's their first time creating pajamas because there's nothing else like it. So there's a learning curve and, and it's not you know, a seven-day turnaround or a thirty-day turnaround. So we face these stockout issues. And anyway, what I'm getting at is, we got replenished like two weeks ago, already stocked out again. But anyway, we, two weeks ago, got replenished, and immediately, in one day, our ROAS on Pinterest went from like a one to a nine, and we were like, "Holy wow. smokes!" Like that's why I'm so bullish, is because we've seen it. We just haven't had it be sustained for a longer period of time. But yeah. Man, whoever whoever can nail Pinterest and then teach other people to do it and replicate it. that they'd be a very successful agency.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we thought that we had done it. Honestly, at mindful marketing, we thought that we'd figured it out and then we just could not sustain it. We just couldn't figure it. Like we thought we had it. We're like, okay, we've, we've got this all nailed down. And then it's like, no, we can't do this at scale. Does not work. So I will let everyone know if we figure it out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we will come to you for our Pinterest needs. (laughs) What level of, of spend were you at? You're saying at scale, you couldn't quite sustain it. I feel like on Facebook, most agencies, and I'm not saying you, but most agencies, and especially the ones that we've worked with in the past, hit the like 30 to 40 grand in spend per month, and then they have diminishing returns, right? So getting past that 30 to 40 grand, 100, 200, and maintaining a reasonable ROAS is harder, right? Yeah. What is that like on Pinterest? I'm sorry to turn the table and be asking
0: you questions, but yeah, no, this is, this is great. I, you know, I love being on podcasts too. So yeah, like, like for, for me, it's that thousand dollar a day mark right? That's where you just start to like, it just doesn't scale, especially in Canada, right? I think that that's a big difference, right? Is our market is a 10th of the size of the U S so it's, it's a lot harder to scale beyond that point. And I agree for you very similar with Facebook, right? Where most times you get into that 40 to $50,000 a month range and you're like, okay, now we have to do more things. Right. And we've definitely figured out, I mean, we've got all sorts of incredible budget moving around ways that we're able to actually scale those ads on Facebook, but we do not have those tools on Pinterest, right? To do that on a consistent basis. So yeah. Great question. Back to me.
1: (laughs) Sorry sorry to divert down like the Pinterest (laughs) rabbit hole there, but
0: no, no. I mean, it's good. I think it's good for people to know, like if you're banging your head against the wall with Pinterest, you're not alone. It's everybody, right? There's everybody. Nobody's solved it. I mean, Pinterest, surprisingly, their stock continues to climb there. People are spending money on the platform, I think, in hopes that it's going to go somewhere and that there's going to be something there. But I've I've never talked to somebody on the podcast. I mean, I've had hundreds of interviews and still nobody that's solved it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, it's going to come down to Pinterest needing to figure out their pixel and how they are monetizing their ads, right? Like something's just not clicking internally. I
0: yeah, totally, totally. I mean they need to just steal some development people, some engineers from Facebook. That's really what it comes down <laughs> oh, to, right? Totally, they just need to figure totally. out like how do we get this working? <laughs> for people. Right, right. It's worth their investment.
1: Pinterest, if you're listening, go steal some people from Facebook.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions here. So where do you go from here? Because I'm thinking about customer lifetime value, average order value. This is a very specific product for a specific time in life. Where do you go from here? Like how, because you really do need a lower cost, per acquisition, if this is a one-time purchase?
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant question. Obviously, you know these things because of your experience, but there are things that a lot of people don't realize. I'm going to use an analogy mostly based off of my family. So my wife's family are all, literally every one of them are in the medical field, right? They're either surgeons or orthodontists. And I always say that it's kind of like a surgeon or an orthodontist where unlike dentistry... (laughs) You have clients, your patients coming back all the time, right? Every six months or whatever, ideally. Orthodontics or surgeons, like you fix their smile or you fix their shoulder or their knee and then they're gone. And they might come back in a few years if they need it again. We're in that same boat, right? Because we are trying to help people in a very specific period of time. And it's a very finite period of time. That's one of the reasons also why we got into so much anxiety and trouble during our pre-order is like when we launched on Kickstarter is people were buying it. And if we were late, like most Kickstarter campaigns are, and we were, it might not be relevant to the customer anymore. you know. So there is this very finite period of time that's tough to capture. So we do have a good CPA. We do have a good margin. So we're able to be profitable, but in order to try and make our business more sustainable and have a better high rail TV, we now just very recently have started launching product extensions. So one thing that might surprise people, it might surprise you, or maybe not because your daughter's five, our best selling SKUs are our largest sizes. So size Mm. six, it's slash seven is our best selling size, then five, then four, it almost goes backwards. And so what we've done is we've realized, well, a lot of people, at least in the US, aren't potty training their children until they're two, sometimes even three. And so that's probably why our nighttime product isn't selling because you start with the daytime potty training and it just naturally progresses into nighttime. So we've now launched daytime potty training underwear. So training pants, very much an existing product. We've taken the design that we use for pajamas and replicated that for the daytime. Um, Mm. product. It won't hold as much urine, but we look at it as an opportunity to capture users at a younger age so that when they are then ready to start nighttime training, then they come back and buy pajamas, right? So we capture them earlier rather than later. And then we're going to start launching more products that are just product extensions that are for the children, but then even some that are for parents. We have a lot of people that say like, hey, we'd love to have matching pajamas with our kids. So that's another thing that we're looking at. And then of course, incorporating, this probably won't be a surprise to anybody who knows about e-com, but incorporating some products. Products that would have more of a subscription service to it where they're going to totally. get restocked every month. And that could be more like laundering type products and stuff. So astute question, man, like we've got to do that because it just means more profitability and returning customers for us.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your okay. secret to scaling?
1: Our business model is unique. We believe in function over, I don't wanna say over brand because brand is ultimately you know, something that's sustainable, but focus on the functional benefits rather than how you're gonna position yourself. So that's something that I inherently believe in. That's something that I will, that's a sword and a hill that I will die on because it's a lot easier if you have a benefit that provides, uh, or if you have a, a selling point that provides functional benefit to your target user, or to your customer, it's going to be stickier in my opinion. So I believe offer something that's functional and that resonates on an emotional level and people won't forget you.
0: I'll tell you, it's a lot easier because you're actually solving a problem, right? It's a lot easier than just selling fashion because there is an actual problem. And you're saying, Hey, Here's the functional solution to that, right? Makes your copy easier, makes your creative easier, all of that.
1: Exactly. And, you know, you look at a lot of brands and they exist because of the brand, right? And it resonates with people on a very emotional level. And that is the success of a brand is if you get people to have an emotional connection to your brand. But if you can augment that by providing a functional benefit that, again, like you said, solves a problem, it just strengthens that connection with your customer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you get that word of mouth as well, right? Like when like, oh my gosh did you know that there is this solve for this problem that we all have right. moms, you know, or dads, right? right? Like right. there's right. an actual solve for it. <laughs> After yeah. I had heard about your brand, I told tons of people, I didn't buy it, but I told tons <laughs> of people, I was like, did you know that there's like this, like these pajamas? Like it's such a good idea because all of our kids are going through the same thing. You it's know?
1: universal. That's probably one of the reasons why I didn't air is because on Shark Tank, I was like, we have a solution that every one of you have dealt with. Like I pointed out the sharks and I was like bedwetting. And of course the cameras on them are like, you're calling us out for bedwetting. But the fact is everybody in yeah. the world will wet the bed, right? Because when you're two or you're three or you're five or you're eight, you're learning, right? And your body's learning. And so everybody does like it happens. And there's no shame. Like, it's just, there's, there's no it just shame. is what
0: it is. Yeah. Right.
1: But they probably didn't like being called out like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I thought that would have been it was, it was made awesome. great TV. <laughs> like, I thought so well. And then my son peeing on set, I thought was great, but yeah, it was a good experience, but I'm bummed. We didn't air.
0: Maybe there's like some kind of like regulatory thing against it or something, you know, like
1: we'll say that from now on, I'm going to say that. Oh, like we were talking about urine and you know, U S regulations don't allow for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: exactly. In prime time. time. You can't, you can't pee on stage in prime time.
1: Better than admitting that I'm just a bad salesman. Like leave (laughs) me behind the computer, just thinking of like crazy things rather than trying
0: to sell it, you know? (laughs) That's great. Craig, uh, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. Okay. I I hope you are ready. Uh, What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Most
1: recently, it's been Coinbase because I've really kind of caught the crypto bug. So that's probably the one that I use. I probably use that one the most. Aside from Shopify, I would honestly say. I'm, I'm always on the Shopify app. But Coinbase has been fun. Coinbase and public have been fun to just kind of like mess around with. That's where I'm spending most of my time on my phone nowadays.
0: Cool, cool. That's great. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now?
1: First and foremost, this one, of course, but second would be <laughs> I mean,
0: I should always Se- just preface, <laughs> after this one.
1: <laughs> yes, second, I'm going to plug in mine because our podcast is awesome. It's called Founders Therapy and we specifically talk with founders about the growing pandemic, epidemic of mental and emotional well-being and health mm. in the founders and entrepreneur community. And it's just been so insightful and so cool to learn from those people.
0: Awesome, awesome. Awesome. We'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes as well. And I'm going to make sure to subscribe right after this. Okay. Now, if you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have uh, coffee, tea, beer, wine, uh, they have to be alive. Who would it be?
1: I would probably say, and this is going to go back to the last question, Phil Knight with Nike, because oh. one of the most, one of the most transformational. I'm not even like a huge Nike guy, right? Like I've got Nikes, but I've got whatever brand I like, but I don't know if you've listened to or read the book, Shoe Dog. About I haven't starting, yet. It's on my list. It should move it to the top of your list. It's awesome. It'll resonate with you because what you say on LinkedIn of like, you bought this restaurant first day, you're like, what have I done? You'll hear the stories that he went through to get Nike started and it will blow your mind, but it makes, you feel like you have the grit and the moxie inside you to do the same thing with your brands mm. when you go through unavoidable challenges and issues. So, I would love to sit down with him, not because he's like who I model my life after, my brand or anything, but to hear more of the stories like he has in shootout would be pretty inspiring.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome answer. That's great. Craig, any uh, last parting word to wisdom for our listeners? I would
1: say if you're just starting or if you're scaling, stay lean and mean. Um, the other secret that we have to scaling our business model, rather than having a bloated overhead, rather than paying myself a whole lot, we leverage experts in their functional area, right? In their core strength. And so I believe if you have a good a good product and you have good messaging that resonates with people, starting with a lean team and outsourcing to other functional experts, you can make your business work. I wholeheartedly
0: believe that. Amazing. That's great. I mean, that really resonates with, with the mm-hmm. way that we operate our businesses too, right? It's the bursting at the seams mentality, right? Like we're like, until it's, it's like, uh, I think it was U2 that had this, this, I think it was Bono from U2 who had this quote where he said he'll always play venues that he knows he will completely pack and sell out. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah. Right? You never play a venue that you're not going to sell out. And so similar like with business, like, you know, if you came by our uh, three brands right now, our operation, it's like just, there's not a square inch, to move right now.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's the way to do it, right? Because I think a lot of times what you see is businesses will like if somebody gets funding, it's like, oh, we got funding and suddenly they've like achieved success. Well, no, like the fact is is you have more and higher expectations now. You better go bust your butt. Like, don't waste that money frivolously, like, you know, yeah. stay lean and mean no and do as much as you can with with what you have. Yeah, no boats, don't go buy a Tesla if you can't afford it. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly, exactly. Oh, Craig, this is a great interview. Thanks so much for your time today. Uh, where can people find out uh, more about you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, just as Craig Hamm- Actually, I think it's Craig M. Hammond. Pajamas is pajamas.com. Like I said, Founders Therapy, you can find on any podcast streaming service. And then the new brand that everybody should check out is called StairSlide. StairSlide.com. It's a quick sa- a slide that you set up in your house on your stairs. So you don't have to go down in like a cardboard box or anything. And uh, it's Oh, awesome. that's what StairSlide is. A cool product. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. And that thing's going like bonkers in the U S, but that's a fun one too, to check out
0: Stair slide. Oh, sweet. Okay. I'm going to have to get that for my kids for. Sorry. I our...
1: shamelessly just plugged all of the fun things I'm working on, but no, you know, no. Hey, that that's what this podcast that's where you is can about. Find me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Craig.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. It's great chatting with you.
0: You too. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share the